You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. For today's Agony Column podcast news, we'll have a live location report from the signing and lecture presented by Dr. Adrian Ahern on Thursday, August 23rd at Gateway's Books and Gifts in Santa Cruz, California. Her first book is titled Snap Out of It Now, and it's a self-help book, not my usual beat. First, we'll hear my interview with the author. Then I speak with Sari Ta, the events coordinator at Gateway's Books and Gifts, then an audience member. Then we go back to Dr. Ahern for a follow-up question on getting a self-help book published. And then we hear for the first segment of her presentation. Listeners interested in how the publishing process works in the burgeoning field of self-help books would do well to give Dr. Ahern a listen. And now for the Agony Column podcast news report for August 28, 2007. I'm Rick Kleffel for the Agony Column here at Gateway's Books and Gifts, attending the signing and lecture by Dr. Adrian Ahern. I'm not typically inclined to attend such matters, but for a book called Snap Out of It, I'm here. And I'm speaking with Dr. Ahern. Tell me a little bit about your book. I, I have to say that I read the promotional materials for it, and it really interested me. I, I'm disinclined to, to uh, attend such events, but your stuff kind of grabbed me. I like your attitude. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, Snap Out of It Now is really the book that I wrote to help people snap out of the na- negative patterns that, have, that we've grown accustomed to and that are holding us back. And so um, I really work with peak performance in, in the sense that, I, that when we um, have a goal and we want to meet that goal, often what holds us back is some negative story or pattern within ourselves that we may or may not be aware of. So what I do is I have a very basic four-step method, and I help people um, recognize that their stories, their patterns are hardwired into their brains, and that we have the power to rewire that. And first, we have to bring it to consciousness. We have to bring what what is what our story is up into our consciousness. Then, as I'll, I hope you'll stay it to listen to my talk, and then we go through. I, I believe that the the belief lives in our body, so that we have to unplug that from our physiology. The belief that is holding us back. Could you tell me a little bit about your background as a, as a doctor? What what have you done? Well, yeah, I'm a clinical psychologist. I, I, that's my training was up in the Bay Area. I, did, I went, I got a master's at USF, then I got a master's and PhD over at um, California School of Professional Psychology over in Berkeley, and then Alameda. And, um, and then I immediately, I took a job down in San Diego at Mercy Hospital, and which then the following year merged with Scripps. And what I did with my mentor, my psychological mentor in, in San Diego, we um, designed the employee assistance program for the Scripps Mercy Hospital System. So I worked and I had offices at six different hospitals and I really worked with the employees of the hospital, helping them with um, conflicts with the doctors and nurses and and team building and sort of doing retreats and and educational seminars and things like that with corporate, um, some of the corporate aspects of Scripps, but mostly relationship building with the nurses and and nurses and doctors and, and difficulties that they had, crises that would happen in the hospital, I would go and be there for them and, and help manage the situation. So what brought you to write a book called A Snap Out of It? 
uh, snap out of it now, not tomorrow, not today. I mean, right now. Um, I. What brought me to doing this is really the fact that it was, in all the work that I've done, I feel like there, there um, people were constantly cycling with problems, cycling with, with um, you know, they'd want, they'd have a goal and there would always be something that would keep them from meeting that goal. Now, maybe that would be an athletic endeavor or maybe it would be weight loss or maybe it would simply be having to address their relationship with themselves that's holding them back from doing really what they want to do in life. And, um, and as much as I went at it and tried to help them with cognitive behavioral psychology, which is what I was trained with, um, I was constantly seeing them back in my office. And I never, it, um, it seemed to be that the process of coming to see me was what they were, uh, what they enjoyed in the treatment. But there never seemed to be any real measurable change. So um, I left and, and worked on my own process for a year. We, I left San Diego, moved with my husband up to Yosemite for a year and wrote the book, working with my own um, inability at times to snap out of particular processes that were negative and holding me back. So I, I did a lot of searching and a lot of journaling and a lot of writing and discovered how, and I also was a yoga practitioner, am a yoga practitioner, and I discovered using uh, meditative breathing how I could break free of certain patterns within my body which were, which were provoking the um, cyclical emotional reactions. So, um, so now what I do is I work with people to help them identify what's, what's holding them back their barrier, their performance barrier, as I say, and often it's unconscious, but, but when we, you work together and you do s certain exercises that I outline in the book, you can come to awareness of things that are holding you back. Sometimes that's enough for some people. And I have a client that was wanting to write a book and she couldn't, she didn't know why she couldn't get started. So um, what we uncovered just through some simple journaling exercises is that she, her mind kept telling her, you're not as smart as they think you are. So she, it was blocking her from writing what she knew was in her. And so for her, that was the acknowledgement of that was almost the gateway to open her up to be able to start her book. And other people, it's, they might know the story, but they don't know how to get rid of the story. They don't know how to unplug it from their physiology, as I say. And, um, and so I work with them on that. But, um, but I think it's a process that works if you're willing to, if you want something bad enough and you're willing to recognize that it's, it's the wiring within our brains and we have the power to shift that and to rewire. So you're talking about a way for people who are maybe, I guess, haunted by the ghosts of their past mistakes to rid themselves of those ghosts, you know, of, of those mistakes and those the patterns of behavior that we keep repeating because people do tend to make the same mistakes again and again. Yes, and they're conditioned is what I say. They've been programmed into us. They're hardwired into our brains. You know, a lot of people say that um, they have a negative thought and they, and they think it's like a fleeting thought. And I, and I think that we have to recognize it's not a fleeting thought. It's conditioned. It's hardwired. There's imprinted neural pathways with that thought pattern. And we can, I think that the knowledge that we can actually shift that is really important. Um, and, and in shifting that, we're in identifying our particular conditioned belief systems, in identifying them be clear and getting clear on them, we open ourselves up to 
creativity, things that we've never experienced before. We open ourselves up to the mystery of life, as you were saying earlier. You know, it's, um, it's important to recognize that we have the power. I'm wondering if you could tell me a little bit about being on the kind of the self-help uh, book-selling circuit. What, what's it like? You must visit some really different kinds of bookstores. I do. In fact, um, I must say that places like Gateways are my favorite. I, I love coming to um, independent and spiritual bookstores that are just beautiful and, and the people are wonderful and they're interested. Um, as much as the people are interesting at the Barnes and Nobles and Borders, it's not a very, it's, they're not as welcoming and, and it's much more, um, I have to go uh, around and meet people and bring them around to, t to let me talk to them. So that, that's kind of a tough thing to do is, is recognize that you have to really go out there and, and, and sort of corral the people um, with these uh, mainstream bookstores. What's it like grabbing people and saying, let me help you? Well, you know what? I, um, I have trouble with that one. Because <laughs> what I do is I say, hey, I'm going to be giving a talk I'd love, and, and on my book, and I tell them a little bit about my book. I said, I'd love you to join me if you have the time. That's um, What I really believe with Snap Out of It Now is I've written a book for people to work on their own if they, if they have, the, if they so choose. It's not a book that you actually need to go and process with someone. You can actually pick it up and and um, begin the work right here, right now. It's not hard to understand. It's practical um, exercises and, um, and it makes sense. It's something that you can do right now to get started on the path to self-discovery or self, um, you know, uh, re reaching new levels of um, performance in and meeting your dreams and things that you really know that are in store for you in your lifetime. And we often don't understand why we're not getting there. And I think that Snap Out of It Now is um, the effort that I put into it is that so people can actually start opening themselves up and start walking on the path that is meant for them. One thing that interests me about your book, it seems there's two parts to this this program. On one half, there's a, a self-analysis psychology, but there's also a, a physical part, like an, an exercise part. And, and that doesn't scan for me normally. Yeah, it doesn't scan for you. No. Okay, well, you know, I think that you have to... Well, you know, I always say that the, the um, shift, you know, when, when someone really gets something, it occurs within the body. You know, so you have to be able to understand it. But in order to really get it and really experience it, you often have to do it some exercise. You, and um, and I think that journaling is a you know brings things to awareness that we might not be able to get access to if we're simply just thinking about something. I think everybody has ex people that do any journaling will understand that you access a different part of the brain when you start to journal and write and and free you know free associate you, things come up that that may not have been apparent to you before and I use a lot of breath work I use a lot of exercises that are, use awareness of the breath to get in touch with the feelings within the body I think it's all about what we're experiencing, experiencing within our body. And a big part of what I do, and this might sound strange to you, but it's, um, it's snapping out of the, condition, the thinking mind. I think that sometimes our mind gets in the way of our ability to really perform our best in anything that we may be attempting to do.
whether it's sports, certainly in golf, I work with golfers to help quiet their mind and get them to focus on the moment at hand. But I do the same thing with business people. I do the same thing in relationship. Um, you know, building. And I do this certainly uh, with people that come in with having difficulty sleeping. You know, it's all sort of like get out of the head and, and experience what's going, your experience in the body, the physical sensations in the body that brings you right back to where you are right here. And it, it gets you out of that, that incessant thinking that sometimes is the source of all of our problems. <laughs> can be, can be. Tell me a little bit about getting writing a book like this and getting it published. Did, did you have a, a publisher before you sat down to write it? Oh, no. In fact, I don't. I often say that I am so glad that I didn't know the process that would um, unfold after I wrote the book because I don't know that I would have had the courage to write it if I knew all the things I would have had to do to get it published. Things went very easy for me. I feel very fortunate that I found the, an agent and, and I found a good publisher. Um, but I wrote the book not knowing what I was going to do with the book at the end. I knew I wrote the book because I felt that this, I had reached a point in my life that I had to write the book. It was, it was a part of me that had to be expressed. So um, when I finished it, I went, I, I realized um, I actually got some consultation as to is this something that I package and give to my family for Christmas or is this something that that might be worthwhile to have published and so and I got the feedback yes indeed it should be published so I immediately I found a I actually tried to get it published before I thought oh I can do this without an agent and I couldn't do it without an agent I really had to get it and I don't know many people that can't that can get a, pub, a real a publisher, publishing house to buy a book without an agent these days. So I did that. It took a year to find the right um, agent. It took a year to find the publisher. And, and then once I signed the deal with the publisher, it took a year to get it published. That sounds like a long time. That yeah, re requires a lot of the patience you must have write about in your book. You bet. You know, I'm using my techniques all the time. You can certainly um, count, uh, count on that. Um, but that's why people are pu self-publishing. That's why um, people um, want to have, when they write a book, they sometimes, if they self-publish, you know, they can get the book out there pretty quickly. Um, I come from the academic um, background, and I, was, I felt that I, want, I wanted to achieve that. You know, I wanted to uh, feel that I had, uh, I could find a publisher that was going to back me and, and partner with me, because it's really my, it's a small publishing firm, Sentient Publications in Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, um, but they've been like my partner in this. You know, they, they bought the book, but we work, we've worked on it together, and they've been wonderful. It's been a great experience for me to, to um, have that relationship. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Dr. Adrian Ahern. Her new book is Snap Out of It Now. Yes, thank you. Well, I enjoy talking with you, Rick. <laughs> Thanks. We're speaking with Sarita. She's the event coordinator here at Gateways Books, and she's the person who brought Dr. Adrian Ahern here. Sarita, tell me why you brought this doctor here. What made you choose her book and set up her appearance? Well, it's a very practical and well-thought-out way to break free from some of our conditioned habits and my experience being here in the bookstore is people are really looking for a way to um, change and grow and evolve and we like to support that. 
Do you get a lot of people at these events? And what kind of people do you get? Do you get lots of walk-ins? Or, or, I mean, do you get, like, do you have regulars? We certainly have regulars. Usually about half the crowd is full of regulars. And it depends on the event. We have anywhere from 20 to 150 people for an event in the store. And how long do you plan these events in advance? I mean, how, how, is, how do you set this up? Um, usually I require three months, but sometimes I plan anywhere from three months to a year ahead. And do you get a lot of sales out of these, out of these uh, events? We sure hope to. <laughs> yes, we do. And do they come to buy other books than the ones that are being presented? Yes, most of the time they do. It's a great exposure to the store and the variety of what we offer. So the events help pull people in um, for the specific event, obviously. But then they come in, they see beautiful things, they discover um, different sections, different religions, different philosophies, different ways to help themselves, and they end up buying more. We've been speaking with Sari Tosh. She's the event coordinator for Gateway's Books. Thank you for speaking with me, Sari. Thank you. Hello. I'm Rick Kleffel. You're here at Gateways Books. Tell me why you're here. Oh, I, I'm a regular. I come here to learn everything. This is the right place to be. This is my church. <laughs> uh, and tell me your name. I'm Brenda. Brenda, have, have you looked at this book yet? I haven't, but I'm here to learn, see what's up. I have the sense it's going to be really good. Yeah, it seems really interesting to me and a little bit more, I guess, hard-headed than the usual uh, material you get here. Uh, why you say that? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I guess I say that because it seems uh, less metaphysical, I guess, is, would be the, the idea. A little more psychology, you mean? Well, I am open to that, too. I believe that walking in a spiritual as well as in the you know, everyday life, is, uh, psychology is good. Thank you for speaking with me, Brenda. Thank you We're speaking with Dr. Adrian Ahern again. You know, you asked me about what the process of getting my book published was like, and I do have a really good story because I, I for a year, I was interviewed by, um, I was hoping that some publisher would pick me up, and, and a lot of them would be interested, but then they'd want to know how many emails I had on my list or how many people that I w could guarantee would buy the book. When, you know, they were really interested in selling the book. I mean, they wanted to make sure that they were going to sell 5,000 copies before they bought my book. And I didn't have a huge list. You know, I was just, I w wasn't even thinking that way. So they were interested in me and then they dropped me because I wasn't, I didn't have this huge big list. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's a big thing with authors in, in getting published. But sentient publications. I, I was just about to publish it myself. I was just on the verge of, of uh, figuring that out and getting it done. And my agent said, hey, there's a woman sentient publications. They want to talk to you. I said, okay. But I was already thinking I'm going the other way. So she was talking to, and she asked me, well, so how are you doing? And I said, great. I have a question for you. And she goes, okay, shoot. And I said, what is it about my book that you like? What, what, what is it that struck you that made you want to call me and, and interview me? And she goes, whoa, and she laughed. She goes, I don't think I've had that question been asked to me. I said, well, I'm just curious. I'd love to know what, what it is, because nobody prior to her had ever asked me a question about my book. It was all about financial, you know, business stuff. 
So she says, well, you know, I'm glad you asked me that because I think you're actually going to help people. <laughs> and I said, good. And then she went in and she told me what she, th you know, why. And that, that a lot of people talk and give you this magic, this, this certain, um, you know, sure uh, way of, of changing your life in a moment. And I think you're honest about it. You know it takes work, and you, but you lay out a process that people can follow and that if they do, that they'll help themselves. And I like that. I thought, wow, well, if you want me, I want you. And that was it, really. We, we just, that, it was right after that conversation that she called my agent and said, let's make a deal. And so we did. So I thought that was a wonderful example because it was a beautiful, um, well, honest relationship that started with that sentient publications. That's great. Thank you for speaking with me, Adrian. Sure, sure. You're welcome. We are delighted to be here at the hosting. Dr. Adrian Ahern this evening, all the way up from Southern California, where she is a practicing um, performance psychologist. And she is here introducing her new book, Snap Out of It Now. <laughs> Four <laughs> Steps to Inner Joy. Please join me in welcoming her. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I forgot to show you that. Oh, okay. Turn it on. Okay, great. Perfect. Okay, have fun. Great, great. Well, it's great to be here. Um, I'm Adrienne Ahern, of course, and my book, Snap Out of It Now, is really about um, peak performance. And I'm going to be talking to you about peak performance this evening. Um, but before I do that, I'd like to talk about the state in which too many of us currently live and how we end up there rather than where we'd like to be. So let me tell you the story of Mohini. In the 1960s, President Eisenhower was given a rare white tiger as a gift. This tiger, Mohini, was sent to live in the National Zoo in Washington, D.C., where she was put into a 12 by 12 cage. For years, Mohini lived in this cage, pacing back and forth continuously. And one year, the zoo decided, well, we'll build Mohini a more natural habitat. So they built several acres of trees, hills, a pond, and grassy areas. And do you know what happened the moment Mohini was released into her beautiful natural habitat? She ran to a far corner by the wall, marked off a 12 by 12 square for herself, and stayed in that square, until pacing back and forth until the area was worn bare for the rest of her days. Now this is a poignant example of classic conditioning. And my point is that we have all built our own 12 by 12 cage. Not consciously, of course, but unconsciously. And like Mohini, we continue to live in these cages as if the bars were real. You've been listening to the Agony Column podcast news report for August 28, 2007, an interview with Dr. Adrienne Ahern about her new book, Snap Out of It Now, and conversations with the events coordinator at Gateway's Books and Gifts, where Dr. Ahern's presentation took place. For the Agony Column podcast news, I'm Rick Kleffel. <laughs>
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Thank you.